Hey everyone, welcome to episode 24 of Layout. This week, we start by talking a bit more about Apple Music in iOS 10, but ended up talking about consistency versus pushing boundaries in design, Spotify being mad at Apple, and Kanye West, of course. Uh, this week, we are sponsored by Atomic.io, a design and prototyping tool for designers. Now, on to the show. So, um, this this episode is going to be like follow up. We do have a lot of basically because you know last episode we talked about WWDC and it was you know for the topic it was like a short episode you know because we we had Tim on and you know schedules and stuff so we couldn't spend like five hours talking about it. But um, by the way, love one of my favorite episodes, uh, the last one. Uh, again, thanks for Tim for stopping by. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really great. But we do have more thoughts, right? Um, so I've so f- since then I've you know I've been using iOS 10, WatchOS 3 for two weeks now, I guess. Yep, me too. And I have installed uh, OS 10, well Mac OS Sierra. I swear I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> Mac OS Sierra. Dude, I okay. Um, I've installed it on my iMac because I'm a very responsible person, and I didn't want to install it on my, you know, work machine. I guess. Wait, so um, your MacBook Durable is the work machine, and the the iMac mm-hmm. is the <laughs> fun machine. Okay, let's uh, let's switch f- work machine to company's laptop. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's more accurate, actually. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I've been using macOS Sierra for a week now. Um, so far, so good. But again, it's not the macOS. It, it, that's not the fun part of WWDC, I think. Uh, so far, I've used Siri like twice, maybe. Siri, <laughs> um, show me some files. I n- <laughs> Which files? Okay, here's a web search for your files. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't. I know we can do a lot of, you know, interesting things that you can't on iOS. Like, I don't know, change the audio input. I don't know if you can actually do that. But <laughs> <laughs> more like <laughs> low-level things, like change Wi-Fi. I have literally zero desire to use Siri on my Mac. Yeah, but hey, so <laughs> I guess some people might uh, find that interesting. Um, So yeah, one of the things that we haven't talked about, um, which really kind of grabbed my attention in the keynote that, and even on Twitter, I didn't see a lot of people talk about it. uh, And it's the new music app. What was, Mm -hmm. uh, like, go back to the first time you saw it, like when you got uh, unveiled and you saw the first screenshot. What was your first thought? Whoa. (laughs) Time travel. (laughs) Large typography. Uh, no, not really time travel, to be honest. Um, just like, you know, we, we did had rumors in, I think we talked about that in the show Yeah. about they're coming with bolder, bigger typography. And the uh, main point of these rumors were like black and white, which didn't really turn out to be true. Right? Like, uh, 
Didn't they remove the like the accent? No, they didn't. Yeah, it's still the pink. Yeah. So thing. I I guess what that was referring to is that the whole background of the app doesn't change based on the the artwork mm -hmm. color. Um. So now it's mm -hmm. just always white. Um. But it's interesting to see there like how. You can see the truth in the rumors, but the way the rumors were written, they made it sound like something else. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, so the first thing that came to mind when I saw saw the app and saw, like for example, like in the library tab, <laughs> that giant list of links, it's like this really looks yeah. like a website <laughs> and not like an yeah. app. Yeah, I don't mind. To be honest, the only thing that I, yeah, I really don't like because I don't mind the huge Heather, you know, the H1 <laughs> on the top, you know, library for you, browse, that kind of stuff. I, I actually think that looks cool. And the the only thing that really bothers me is that like playlist artists, those kind of, uh, that, that table view, that is like huge, like ridiculously huge. Yeah. Um, But you know what? Remember the first beta well, when they announced iOS 7? Uh, remember how typography in general was like super thin? They were using like super light or whatever. And then yeah. they, th throughout the beta, they toned it down a bit, like a, a bit thicker. Yep. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if during this beta, so again, just to remind people, iOS 10 is not coming out until the fall. Um, so they still have a lot of time to tweak things. And that's the whole point of a beta, right? Um, uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they turn it down a bit, like make it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think know. they might reduce the size a little bit, like especially on the search screen. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think they're going to move away from like that design pattern. Um, and at first I was like, man, this is ugly. Like, why do we have a giant list of links within the app? Like, this isn't how people do navigation in apps, right? Um, and then what I thought about next was like, wait a minute. Like, this is exactly like an iPod. Do you remember, like, the old iPod UI? Where you had, like, these mm -hmm. lists and you, like, drill down um, and then see the different things? Like, that's exactly how it is. Um And as someone who's been using it almost every day since uh, since I installed the beta, I actually quite like having access to these links right away and not having to like tap some arrow and then bring up another menu and then tap something else. That actually feels really good to have everything like easily accessible. Yeah, uh, I can see your point. I, I can see that. But, but then again, on the play screen, you know, when... You actually have the the album and the the play part, the controls. Then you have still the the ellipses, the three dots uh, icon, and brings up like a bunch of all the controls behind that. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they're you know, it's a weird middle ground. By the way, uh, one thing that I really liked in and I kind of missed the first time around when I when I saw it is. You know, when, when the, an album, like when a song is playing in the album, I have this huge shadow. Yeah. Um, that was this once where I just took a screenshot, put it in sketch just to try to mimic that shadow. It's it's really, really <laughs> huge. Uh, it has like a spread. Oh, have you seen that tweet? Um, it's like, I can tell you um, what time period a design is yeah. from based on the shadow. 
<laughs> like yeah. pretty accurate. Like if it's now, it's probably like shadow like 200 pixels or something like that. Um, yeah, but but here's the here's the the cool thing that I've just noticed recently is that the shadow has a tint yes color of the album yeah. it's, of the, the art yeah. that is casting the shadow which is pretty pretty cool and i miss it because you know the first the, when i took that screenshot initially i had a very like it was a i think there was a red chili peppers album mm-hmm. which is like it's not a very colorful yeah. album art right so i was doing it like replicating it in sketch and it's kind of yeah this is like a darkish like a black shadow classic um but then actually i think it was the coloring book that album um yes. from chance the rapper it's like an orange bright Man. orange um, <laughs> that album is yeah. at the top so, of my for you on heavy rotation <laughs> so good <laughs> anyways yes <laughs> uh yeah i i really like that that style also the transition is pretty sweet like you can see the the artwork scale down um it's uh really cool and i mm. like that they use the scroll to just go right away to up next yes it feels like they removed a lot of taps in the app they just said like okay how can we rely as much as possible on like just simple navigation like either you're swiping or you're tapping once and having the action right away which is really great um mm-hmm. going back to the titles uh for a minute um you know, like that giant library. I also like the visual style. I think that looks nice and fresh. Um, what I do miss, though, is when you scroll down, it just goes away and there's nothing, like no title. I would love it if mm-hmm. they kind of like brought in some sort of header like as you scroll down um, so that at least you had an idea of where you are within the app no matter what. Well, you do have the tab bar. You know where you are because if you if yeah. you kept the title uh, basically like a, a top bar, and then if you have something like the bar of the now playing bar, and then the tab bar, like it's you know it's a lot of bars. But that's that's <laughs> what the old app had, right? This title at the well, top. Well, it had a classic navigation bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I do. Like just transition mm-hmm. from the big title into just a normal uh, navigation bar. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, one one other thing that I really like in in the design there is they fixed my number one complaint about Apple Music, which is the the action that was often shown was just a heart. And it's like who cares mm-hmm. about heart? And they replace it with like a plus to add it to your library, so it's like super easy now to add things to your library. Like, thank you. <laughs> Man, that's proof. Uh, Apple listens to this show, so probably not. Thanks, Apple. But yeah. Um, so yeah, but to me, the this app is kind of interesting because it looks unlike anything else in the system. Maybe besides uh, the HomeKit app. In news. Um, but I was wondering, like, do you think this is a new direction that they're taking and they're trying out with this app? Or do you think it's really isolated and it's not going to make its way to other apps on the system? Um, if I had to guess, I would say this is a clearly a new direction. They're, I think that they're, they're embracing it on more like friendly, maybe consumer, like content consumer type of apps. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I guess home is, it really doesn't go with, with my theory, but, but home <laughs> is a weird app, by the way. Uh, but so we, right now, I think the most uh, preeminent uh, implementation of this new style is the music app and the news app. So, you know, it's like mm, yeah. content. iOS, that's like the one of the biggest apps for content consuming content um and it's like it's more approachable it's not as serious but if you would say like if they would uh implement this like in the whole os uh i think we look weird overall like more serious like uh, like uh, this wouldn't work for messages for example right don't you agree or like calendar who knows right <laughs> maybe not calendar because calendar is a little bit different you have to present a lot of information But um, like another thing it reminded me of is uh, the um, uh, Windows Metro style or whatever. Like, you know, on the phone, you had mm -hmm. like the big giant text on top of every screen mm -hmm. like, that worked for them. <laughs> Did it? And like it was problematic in their case because the, the text was cropped most of the time. Uh, and it was like just yeah. a bit weird. Um, but I mean... I can see maybe some apps get redesigned to have that same friendly feeling. Like just uh, thinking of maybe um, the the clock app or like um, what else? Like the the health app could also like work with that. Uh, I don't know. I can I can see mm. like some other app adopting that style. Uh, but what I think like this tells us and is like kind of interesting to see what Apple's strategy is uh, with like design revisions um, is that they're gonna, they're not always gonna go with overall platform improvements, right? So what they did here was just like create this specific design style for this app um, and, and the, the HomeKit app for sure. But uh, it was like, designed specifically for this one case without trying to make it a standard thing and say like oh let's reimagine how a nav bar should work they said no 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 let's let's not like try to overcomplicate things let's see how we can design something that works really well for this one app um and what that reminded me of is their whole strategy for creating new devices right they create the apple watch They say, no, 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 we're not just going to put iOS on it. We're going to redesign, rethink the interface of a watch app. Um, same thing that they did with iOS. They're like, no, we're not just going to use OS X. We're going to redesign this to create something new. Um, so that's kind of core to Apple. And the way they do things to me is like, okay, let's reconsider everything from the beginning. Like question everything. Um, and not try to worry about how it fits in with everything else at first. And then as things evolve, once your kind of new design system uh, settles down, then see how it can apply into other things. And that's what we've seen with iOS. So they've started iOS uh, with like the, I guess like standard UI kit because they like didn't have... Um, any other way to tell people how to design apps. Um, so it was like the standard thing, but then it slowly over time evolved and then uh, apps got like pretty inconsistent with each other. So each 
one having like their different color schemes and different styles. And then with iOS 7, they kind of did a refresh there and like reset the, their entire design system. And now we're starting to see those styles diverge again. Um, and I think like at some point they're probably going to bring this back and do a big overall and a big refresh. So that's an interesting discussion to have. That's that's very interesting because that that's uh, I feel like most products, especially like software, especially in the web, feel that in some point or another. Uh, but I think that the the example that you gave with with iOS and watchOS and you know not just like iOS is not going to be just like OS 10 we're going to rethink this that is tied to a new like physical product like a hardware yeah. basically um because like when you are on your phone you are on your phone you're not looking at OS 10 side by side right it's so you're not like comparing anything really and for that i think you really have to do that i mean they did the right thing i mean it's there's no question about it that the, if you're making your phone, you should rethink the whole phone thing, not just porting a computer thingy that you already had. Um, but for software, is is a bit different because you know you're switching apps, you're switching pages, in if it's the website or something, you're navigating through it, right? And if you're navigating through it, in all of a sudden things are very different. Um, it can, I don't know, for me, it can be a bad thing. And, and not just like for apps, they kind of work because, you know, an app is still in a way like a silo, right? Mm -hmm. and, and people are used to it. Like apps look different from one another. Um, but but it's, it's when you break things. Like, I don't know, if, if, if an app uses multi-touch in a different way or you can't scroll a list on this one app, just by dragging it, you have to use like a, I don't know, a scroll wheel or something. I don't know. I yeah. don't care. Like something that really breaks the, <laughs> how you expect them things to behave. That's a whole problem. But just visually, um, I think it's cool. And like, it's just a way to challenge yourself, I guess, rethink mm -hmm. things just to make it better. Yeah. And in the app level, I think they, they, they do kind of work, but I wouldn't like, like for every native app to be, have a completely different visual style. Well, maybe I shouldn't say I wouldn't like. Let's well. Yeah, no, I, I um, and I completely agree with you. Like, there's clear upsides and downsides to both approach. Like the the upside of doing this is it's much easier to do. <laughs> like, if you have to redesign the entire OS, that's mm -hmm. one hell of a problem Absolutely. that you have to solve. Um, and it lets you get away with things that maybe wouldn't work everywhere, but that is very appropriate for this one case and this one app. But the downside for a user, and you mentioned it a little bit, it's like lack of consistency. If I get to know how a certain app works, um, then in theory, if other apps use the same UI guidelines, I'm going to know how this app's work already. Um, there's also one thing that maybe doesn't get talked to as much uh, that I think is a huge benefit to having like style guides and uh, designing the pattern first before designing where it's going to get implemented. Um, it's the fact that because Apple chose to like put all this attention to the design of the music app specifically, 
none of the other apps on the system get to take advantage of that, right? Um, so like if they said like, okay, we're going to change how tab bar works and they're not going to be these hollow icons anymore. They're going to be a bit chunkier and they're going to be uh, like filled icons all the time. Then that means the entire system gets to take advantage of that. And all my apps automatically get to be better because of it. Um, so you're kind of missing out on those improvements to the overall system. So it's definitely something to consider. And man, I'm so glad you brought this up because I'm actually struggling. It's not a struggle. I'm, I'm going through something similar and I really don't want to talk about it like in depth, but in detail, but like in the past I've worked, you know, at a past company, for example, we are um, like, we do have a website and I'm assigned to, Hey, we really have to redesign the website and then you redesign it. And like a month in, they say, okay, we need to, we need to have this one page and you do it. And then, okay, we need now this second page and do like three months after, and you are going to change things. Cause you know, uh, you've changed as a designer, uh, maybe trends, new trends come and go yep. and you know, your style kind of shifts. But then if you do that, like iterative work on the same products, like users are going to notice that, or you can just make things consistent and kind of like, if you do have a great idea for a new thing, but you can't because it will break the consistency, like you break, break the pattern. So you have to do the, the old way in a way just to make it, fit right in right mm. um that is weird and i think a, a lot of products and, and companies go through this so for example take facebook right um if you are navigating like if you are in facebook and you're just browsing through pages and, and profiles and all and then for some reason you end up in a new i don't know like authorize this app screen or something and they have the old logo there and maybe some assets are not retina and because that's just one of those pages that just fell down on the list of priorities so they can really update your app yeah yeah that will happen but when you see that when you see something that is okay this obviously is old you, you know compared to all the other pages just i just came through um right that you know it makes you pause like huh all right so they didn't give this page some love like they didn't think of this is like an afterthought yeah. and you don't want that you don't want users to experience that 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 kind of that break in the flow that's why we like things consistency like like things being consistent because you know everything is the same. this is the same product is it's so we thought this whole thing through right yeah so, and that's know, how do you guys do that at shopify <laughs> that's actually where i was gonna go with this um so pattern libraries and style guides are have been a big focus for us in the last couple of months or years even um mm -hmm. and we've been like really trying as much as possible to um make this part of our day-to-day -day work so what we've done is um we've actually built a patterns team and these people like i don't know if i talked about it on the show before um and uh my my friend payam who works on the on the patterns team at shopify uh usually listens to the show i think uh so shout out um hey. 
<laughs> you can uh, you can send me a text message if uh, I say anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, the team is dedicated to improve like overall improvements to the platform, and their goal is to one come up with new patterns, but also help feature teams develop their own patterns that uh, are then going to be used by other teams. Um, and they're also used as a stakeholder uh, within project uh, so that if you're working on something, um, you can have them review what you've, you've designed and see, does it match with like all of our patterns that we use? Um, is there a more standardized way that we can tackle this problem? And because they don't, they're not focused on any one specific project, they have kind of this overall view of where everyone's going. Um, and they're, like, they've done an amazing job at like documenting every single pattern that we have and really explain you like why you'd use this versus this one. And like, what are the different like cases where uh, this pattern would apply, uh, and the different like parameters that you can play with and stuff like that. Um, and what that means is that our entire platform is um, loosely coupled, so that basically anyone on the team, like you, don't have to go and talk to the person that's working on. Uh, the orders page to design the the customer page right like we have this central place where you can have access to all the design styles and patterns that we use at Jinmin so that these themes can be completely independent uh, and not have to do so much back and forth between each other to know what like what's the current pattern that we use for this thing um, and What's great about it too is that when we improve uh, one pattern, then it get up, it gets updated automatically to everywhere else. So when you were were talking about like these dark corners of like Facebook, um, well, in theory, if you're using patterns everywhere, then these should never happen. They should get upgraded as much as any other super like popular page when we make create the new, either a new pattern or improve on an existing one uh which is pretty awesome um yeah that that is brilliant actually and i think yeah i think we, we talked briefly about 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 that uh in a early show but so how do you guys deal with this because this is more like you know specific use case in, in specific scenario and situation that i've been through a lot so Imagine at Shopify, um, like you do have the patterns team, everything is consistent, and then this one guy, this one designer, <laughs> really makes, really thinks this through and finds out that if you tweak your green, your brand color, a little bit, it's actually much better. Imagine this, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And and it's proven. Uh, you know, everyone agrees this is a better brand color then how do you guys like go back to every single you know instance of that brand color which you can imagine is a lot of <laughs> everywhere yeah uh, how do you guys go and make it like update every single thing do you do that like, so so we just... actually did this right, not for uh... our brand colors but the main uh blue that we use in the admin uh for things like buttons uh for links and stuff like mm -hmm. that um our old blue that we were using um, looked very nice, uh, but wasn't 
super accessible. Um, so we decided to update it to a new shade um, that is much more readable uh, at any size. Um, and the idea there is to have like one central source for all your colors. Um, so like we can get technical here, but um, if you you're using SAS, for example, like use variables, right? Like you don't right, specify right. colors individually at a bunch of different places. And like at a, on a small scale, that seems easy on a huge scale. This becomes actually pretty hard uh, to enforce mm -hmm. those rules. Um, so we've put in place some some tools to allow us to kind of flag these things. So if you open up a PR and uh, you declare a specific color uh, in in SAS, it'll tell you like, hey, uh, you shouldn't like just do like color uh, colon the the hex value. You should assign that to a variable mm -hmm. first. Um, so things like that really help. Uh, in terms of component themselves, um, we've created kind of this, um, these, well, so we have these like technical implementation of these components. Um, so they're not HTML, um, they're uh, Ruby helpers so that you're not mm -hmm. directly working with the end result. You're working with this like abstracted thing. So if you have tabs, then you include the tab component, and the tab component accepts a bunch of different properties that you can set to it, but that's decoupled from the HTML. And the goal there is to make the, the things you should do really easy, but also make the things you shouldn't be doing really hard. Um, so in that case, if you want to have our standard tab pattern, but instead of uh, having, I don't know, like, <laughs> instead of displaying it at the top, display them at the bottom or something like that. Well, the pattern doesn't let you do that. And there's no easy way for you to mm -hmm. tweak it for that use case, unless we make this part of the global pattern that anyone can use. Um, so that's where it becomes interesting. So that's pretty smart, but uh, you guys like built the kind of workflow from the beginning or they're like down the line okay you know what we should start doing this in a different way like a more scalable and future-proof way which right now from from what you're saying like it sounds pretty good but yeah i don't know i'm just struggling like um yeah i mean you have to <laughs> rebuild the plane when it's in the air right like yeah yeah and basically <laughs> and we we still haven't done it for every single case like we're still working our mm -hmm. way towards uh creating all of these patterns and updating them and maintaining them um which is a pretty big task um but I think to me it's worth it, right? Because we're we're a big company now, uh, and there's a lot of designers. Um, but to a user, they're using one one thing. They're using Shopify, and we don't mm. want to have that like schizophrenic experience <laughs> when you're like browsing through different pages. Yeah. Um, and I guess like w one more thing that we can touch on on like style guides in general. Um, it's this idea that oh, style guides are going to limit you and your creativity, um, which I don't think it is 
actually true like in practice i know this is a, a common fear and i like certainly had it uh when we start started having these discussions um but if you create a a good environment where our patterns are there and like very thoughtful but anyone in the company is free to change them right and, and like we're super open to mm keeping them fresh and uh if we find a new case where the pattern needs to evolve like we're happy to put in that effort to keep these patterns up to date so it's not just like okay here are the patterns that you're going to use for the rest of your life it's like no like if you're even if you're working on a feature it's your responsibility to see one how can we use existing patterns if they fit but if they don't how do we either improve on a new pattern or create a new one um And so that's pretty great. And I find I found that it didn't really limit us uh, that much and actually allowed us to tackle bigger problem. Uh, so, yeah, thumbs up for style guides. <laughs> We've also created one recently for uh, for checkout. Um, so pretty, pretty stoked with that. Speaking of, of style guides and like the way you collaborate with like those reusable components, mm -hmm. um, This week, we are sponsored by Atomic.io. And Atomic is a design and prototyping tool in the browser made for designers and software teams. So it makes like super easy to create high-fidelity mockups and create uh, advanced prototypes all in the same place. So it's great for exploring early-stage ideas with the whole team because, and this is pretty cool, this is the awesome part, you can work with other designers in real time on the same design. So collaboration is super easy. Also, they're very close to shipping a huge new feature to take team-based sharing and collaboration to a crazy good new level. Uh, and they are calling it uh, Atomic Components. So Atomic Components are like symbols on steroids. They make it easy to create a modular pattern library and a fully interactive prototyping components that the entire team can share and use it as like building blocks in new prototypes and new designs. So if you want to know more and give it a spin, just go to atomic.io slash layoutfm and you can start your 30-day free trial, no credit card required. It's actually one of the best in the painless onboarding experience I've seen so far. Um, and if you tweet at them, at we underscore r underscore atomic and you mentioned us at layout fm they're going to double your trial to 60 days or if you have like a, an old trial like you use it before and your trial expired your trial basically died if you still mentioned it on twitter they're going to bring it back to life for another 30 days which is pretty cool so you really have nothing to lose it's completely free a great tool And our thanks to them for sponsoring Layout. I, I have to admit, I didn't didn't know where you were going with this. <laughs> took I, I took me by surprise. <laughs> There you go. All right. All right. Hey, have you have you seen uh, that um, that thing like Spotify is mad at Apple Music? Yeah. <laughs> That's right? ridiculous. I don't know. I, it just. It makes me it's make, it makes me sad and this is not like this is not me being a fanboy uh or whatever you want to call it it's just like 
because of what I do and what I read, I know this kind of stuff. Like, because I do have an app in the app store, I kind of know how stuff works. Yeah. And uh, basically, like, Spotify came out publicly, which, man, I don't know. I don't know. You shouldn't do that. But either <laughs> way, they came out publicly uh, accusing uh, Apple of, like, unfair competition, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're saying like, because if you do subscribe to Spotify through the app on your iPhone, um, Apple's going to take a cut, basically, uh, of, of, of that. And because of that, they can't lower prices and stuff like that. And, you know, they say Apple is taking advantage of owning the platform. And because of the App Store approval process, it's like they are harming competitors and basically all of that is pure bullcrap. Like that <laughs> happens, but you know, that, that has been in the guidelines since the app store came out like in 2008 and you don't want Apple to morph and like to change the rules for a competitor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and it's like they came, they, they came out just like complaining about all that, that they're doing this uh, unfairly, but Man, this is in the rules. Like, this is one rule, like, for every single developer. Uh, they're pretty fair in general, right? Um, it's It kind of sucks because you're competing. So have you have you seen uh, Apple's response? Uh, I just opened Apple Rumors. Uh, I mean, Mac Rumors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just read a title. Yeah, so they responded publicly. Um, that was a pretty great letter, actually, from uh, uh, Bub... Sewell or whatever I don't know how you pronounce it but uh same guy who did the FBI thing um mm -hmm. and the letter is like surprisingly really easy to understand like it doesn't have any like lawyer bullshit jargon um mm -hmm. so it's actually a pretty good read um and that's what they say they're like our rules, like the way that the the reason why we respect our rules is actually because it's better for a competition, right? Like if if we were to grant you this exception because you're Spotify, then we would make it harder for people to compete on the App Store. But this is not what we want to do. We want to keep it fair for everyone. So here are the rules. If you're not happy, like you can go take your app somewhere else. Uh, and it's not mm -hmm. like. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. We're actually happy to have competition from Spotify, Tidal, Pandora, any of the, these competition just makes us better. And yeah. Um, so that seemed like a pretty good response to me. Um, and I just like, <laughs> it's just not founded. I like the bit. Their, yeah. Their complaints. So. This is like a, you know, just complaining, just. I think some companies throw this in the media just to see if Apple budges. Yeah. Uh, and it never works. It That's never like, works. It only makes like, it worse. Hey, man, like they went against the um, the FBI. Like, do you think they're going to yeah. like surrender to your <laughs> Spotify's complaints? <laughs> like, I don't know. You don't know who you're talking and, uh, to here. Speaking of, of Spotify and Apple Music, uh, have you heard a rumor that Apple is in talks, in negotiations to buy Tidal? Yeah. Which, uh, if you guys don't know what Tidal is, no one blames you. Uh, it's a music, a streaming music service 
is it it's not founded by Jay-Z, but he's like he, the owner. He right? bought it. Right. So Jay-Z and a bunch of uh other artists. Um famously Kanye West is a big uh, Rihanna partner, uh, I guess. Yeah. Madonna. Right. So they're in talks. Apple is is in talks to to buy them. And that just kind of like made me wonder why. Um, Exclusives. Is it just that though? Yeah. Why not? Because they, they, they could just wait like a year and then title <laughs> dies. And then, you know. Maybe. Because uh, Apple, Apple Music is actually pretty good with exclusives. Um, you know, basically because of iTunes and the, the iTunes store. But Yeah, I mean, so look at the artists on the list. They're buying exclusives for these artists. <laughs> that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. To me, like, that's exactly why they're buying it. And that's the, the whole, like, reason why you'd use Tidal is because of these exclusives. I also heard that it's because... So Tidal has this uh, high-quality nah. stream, which... Uh, I don't that's know. BS. Yeah, I feel that the fact that uh, Apple Music streams at the quality it does, it's it's a decision. It's not because we don't know how to stream high quality music. Yeah, of course you do. It's just you know, it's just heavier. <laughs> you just need more data. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know, you're gonna probably have a lower speeds and all, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, this is so weird. But by the way, slow news, everyone. Slow <laughs> uh, week. I like. I'd actually be pretty happy if they did uh buy title because hey i I, I use apple music more more exclusives is better (laughs) so thumbs up for me (laughs) i don't have to wait uh two weeks to get a new kanye west oh my god that was the worst (laughs) Ooh, okay have you seen the new kanye video yeah Uh oh (laughs) (sighs) wow man (laughs) <laughs> he said he hasn't gotten sued yet. <laughs> well, actually, okay. So we need to we need to explain what we're talking about. Kanye West, and I'm so sorry, uh, we're bringing him up so many times in this episode. It seems so. Kanye West um, uh, released a new music video for his song "Famous." Uh, it's on the latest album. That music video is just several shots of this one set which is like a huge bed with a bunch of celebrities uh sleeping naked and including taylor swift donald trump um who else george bush anna wintour donald trump rihanna chris brown taylor swift uh of course kanye and and kim ray j amber rose Caitlyn Jenner and Bill Cosby, <laughs> all of them sleeping naked. Of course, it's not like the actual celebrities. Uh, <laughs> so they're statues, probably. Yeah, they're like wax yeah. figures. Yeah. Um, but you know, they look pretty real. Yeah. Uh, so the way yeah. I, I heard about the that the video was ca- going to come out uh, is actually mm-hmm. well. A little bit after it came out, people were tweeting pictures. It's like, how did this happen? Like, I didn't know that it wasn't the real people. 
I was like, oh, what? Like, why in the world would Taylor Swift ever do this? Like, that's yep. that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, I, I think I think that. it's a it's a great video. Not isn't I mean, it just though? because that's Kanye. No, it's it's great. It's not a great. It's video, an interesting but image, it's, it's a great, but it's not a great video. It's, it's a great move. You know, just look at it. Everyone is talking about it. Twitter is all over the place. Yeah, he got the you know he got the attention. Uh, it's actually an interesting video, like artistically, um, and they are. Uh, it's a homage, I guess, to this famous painting. Painting when uh, I should bring up, look up the, mm-hmm. the the name of the the artist. Basically, like the whole scenery, the, the visual is, is a homage to this famous painting. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I like it. I think it's a good, it's a good uh, imagery, I guess. Um, and then just the fact that you have all of these controversial, um, people in it. And it, I mean, these are just the people that he mentions in the lyrics, in the, the, the songs, songs, lyrics. Um, I know it is, I think this is Kanye at his best. Yeah. I, I just love the life of Pablo, like in general, like it's so good. Um, but is the video out on YouTube yet? No. Because yeah, it's a title exclusive. Well, that was a, that was kind of an interesting way to do it. So I I so I heard about it after the fact, and he's like still doing these like showings in different places all over the world. Um, yeah. But if you if you go, you can watch it online and yeah there's like mirrors online i think i think officially is he showed it at this if you go to i think it's like title.com famous um you can watch it but it only uh has like one showing every hour or something like that um Hmm. so i had to wait like 30 minutes (laughs) to watch the video um which was like kind of an interesting experience because there, there was like this buildup and like kind of waiting for this thing. You're curious to see what's going to happen and stuff like that. And I just thought that that was in, an interesting way to do it. Like we're so used to everything being available like so easily that this kind of retro way of doing it kind of seemed novel. But you can't fight the internet. No. Like I saw it in a mirror somewhere. Yeah, like, I, I could probably have done that. It's not like but... I had to wait. Yeah. But I thought that was, it is, it is that was interesting. interesting. Yeah. All right, man. Um, you want to do some recommendations? Yes. I do have one. I have one this okay. week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Cool. Uh, okay. So my recommendation is a boosted board. <laughs> nice. If you don't know what a boosted board is, is one of those electric skateboards or longboards to be precise. Um, in yeah it's like a longboard uh it has some batteries and some motors on it and you have a little remote and it's electric like it rides itself and i bought this when i when i was in san francisco and so the plan was okay i'm gonna buy this uh like basically it's gonna be the way i commute to the office because i didn't want to buy like a, a public transportation pass Mm-hmm. thing so i'm gonna buy this for my commute and and then i already had someone interesting in in 
keeping it. So, you know, when I'm going to fly back, I'm just going to sell it. And um, I don't take a, like I don't spend any money. But after using it for a couple of weeks, I could not, uh, <laughs> I cannot like get rid of it. I, I'm like, I'm really into this. It's so fun. Uh, it has like a range of around like eight miles. Um, it has a top speed of 22 miles per hour, which is crazy fast. I can't, I, I'm not going like full speed. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, it's, it's scary, but it's, it's like so fun. So awesome. Everyone stops and looks at you and like asks about it. Cause this is so like, this is so surreal. Like when you see someone on a skateboard going up a hill, uh, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, fun, that, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. And they are releasing a version two of the board, which has a lot of improvements. Um, on their website, if you go to, I should get a link. Uh, well, you can find a link in the description, in the show notes. Uh, description. This is not YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. And uh, on their here. website, you will see famous uh, designer Dan Petty, which he's been uh, an advocate for this. Also, you, if you heard, speaking of YouTube, if you know Casey Nesta, he's a very famous YouTuber. He's also really into mm -hmm. the boost board. That's how I came to know about this product. Right. Um, it's pretty cool. And actually, if you want to know an interesting story, do you, you want to hear a funny story, Kevin? <laughs> of course. Always. Always. Cool. <laughs> so when I was in San Francisco, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to take this with me mm -hmm. back to Portugal. So I had to buy like a case <laughs> to, you know, to carry it in the through plane and airport and all so i looked online cases for this there, you know no one is making a case for this particular yeah. skateboard um so i looked online and people on reddit and all were uh, recommending me to buy this case which is a tactical rifle case <laughs> oh my god uh, <laughs> it's the only case in where this would fit uh oh right so that was like uh i mean i'm not <laughs> I don't live in America. Like, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't recognize this bag as a tactical rifle case, <laughs> but it is. So I bought one online. Um, and on the day it arrived at the office, it was the same day as Obama was in town. Right? <laughs> he was actually uh, staying at the Intercontinental Hotel, which is like on the same street as my place like one block away so they they shut off the whole street for like three blocks mm -hmm. because obama thanks obama <laughs> and you know a bunch of cia and police officers everywhere and here i was like my commute I, that was the street that i had to go to and here i was like um strolling around with with the electric exploding skateboard with a tactical <laughs> rifle bag on my back um you know passing passing by some uh, nice police officers that that was fun oh was like i'm, I'm totally so nothing happened deported. nothing happened uh, but, so disappointing <laughs> yeah and when i i heard uh, that some people have troubles with with this board on airplanes because yeah because one of those hoverboards like the I thought you were going to get questioned uh, at the airport. <laughs> yeah, but because of this cheap Chinese hoverboards that caught on fire, uh, a lot of uh, airline companies have uh, 
like they, they don't allow self-balancing electrical vehicles. Mm -hmm. That's how they describe it. So some airlines have problems with this board, some not. And I had, again, that bag. So what I did was I, I just wrote on the bag, like big letters, like, it's a skateboard. <laughs> it's a skateboard, just, I know, swear. <laughs> yeah. The, not drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any, any problem. Thank God. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Uh, if you want a nice. fun way to commute around town, uh, check it out link in the show notes and if someone who owns um one of these boards sees you you have a new best friend for life <laughs> yes yes also yeah i think I, i said that to you like when i passed i passed it by another boosted board right yeah we were best friends for two seconds <laughs> like hey dude hey dude it's like <laughs> yeah and um I'm, i want to believe this until proven otherwise I think I'm like probably either the only person or I want to say, f I don't know, probably the only person in Portugal with this, which I hate. I really want, <laughs> if you are in Portugal, if you do have a boosted board, let's be best friends, all right? Because <laughs> right now it's super lonely. All right. Cool. What's your recommendation? So my dude? recommendation is a, a movie that I saw this weekend uh, and mm. it is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Or Cloverfield. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, so you've seen it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Awesome movie. Awesome, yeah. Um, so what the this movie is, uh, so I guess like the, the summary of the, the plot, um, it's um, this woman who gets into a car accident um, and she just wakes, wakes up in this cell <laughs> um, and like there's a like a, a creepy looking dude who brings her food Uh, and what he claims is that he actually saved her life uh, because there's like a chemical attack in the world and that uh, they can't come out of this bunker. Uh, but it's like this really cool, um, interesting like thriller and it really screws with your brain. <laughs> like, who can I trust? Like, where is this going? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but it was so great. Um And one of my favorite part of it actually is the, like, opening scene. You know, when she has the accident and then mm -hmm. you have, like, all these noises, like, car, like, crash. Um, and then suddenly it stops. I was like, just a black screen. It was like, movie produced by. And then it cuts back to, like, the accident with a lot of noise. Cuts back out to silence. Yeah. Bad robot. And then, like it continues the the accident i was like so so good and uh, that really set the tone for the rest of the movie um so huge yeah. thumbs up really enjoyed it and it's one of those movies like we can't really say anything like yes. the plot is so fragile like you know every single piece of information is crucial for the way you perceive the movie and it kind of like how you think of it like like you said like throughout the whole movie is like I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know what to think. Yeah. Like I, I doubted myself all the time. Um, but so it's not directed by, but I think it's produced, produced by J.J. Yes. Um, Abrams. Yeah. Who, if you don't know, <laughs> produced uh, the latest Star Wars and Lost yeah. and a bunch of other well, stuff. <laughs> you had to know J.J. Um, and um, it is, or it's not, or it, 
it might be uh, <laughs> a sequel or a prequel or related to Cloverfield, the movie, which was also produced by J.J. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's an important thing to say, though. Like, you don't have to have watched Cloverfield oh, no, to watch this. No, no, no. So, but if you did watch watch it, uh, it's it's a good, like, wink. Like, you know, you're, you're going to feel good by... If, if you're a fan of the, the I think, 2000 and... I don't, I don't know when it came out. Like 2008. Nine, I think. Eight? Yeah. There you go. Just remember um, this like you, off the top of my head. If you watch the movie <laughs> no. and you like it, uh, you're going to be like rewarded as a fan. So, yep. There you go. So, all right. That's it for the, this week's episode. Um, once again, thanks uh, for Atomic for sponsoring this, this episode. Uh, they are awesome. Check them out one more time. Links in the show notes. Um, you can find us on the Twitters. We are at layout.fm. We are also on the interwebs. Uh, if you go to layout.fm, that, that's a cool URL. I still can't believe we got that URL. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, if you want to leave us some feedback, Twitter is probably the best way to do it. Uh, we also have a contact button and link on our website. <coughs> and if you have a cool product and you want to sponsor this show, feel free to go again, layout.fm, uh, and we have a sponsor button link. So get in touch. Man, that really needs to be a topic at some point. I think episode 100 is going to be link <laughs> all about links button. and buttons. Yep. All right. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. <laughs>